Thank you for downloading the We See Jesus Ministries podcast. Adam Levecki here. Today we're going to be talking about how to handle stress. Here is the reality. The reality is either we handle stress or stress handles us. We live in a world full of sin, full of problems, and we have stress. It's just a part of living and breathing on planet Earth. And so the question is not do we have stress. The question is how do we handle stress or does stress handle us? And so Jesus said toward the end of his life, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. So stress, he was also called a man of sorrows. So stress and sorrow and all kinds of different emotions are something that we find all through the biblical text. Uh, The Psalms is like an emotional roller coaster. Um, Psalm 23, the most famous psalm is David talking to himself. So the reality is stress, problems, and all this is a very real part of everyday everyday life. So um, what does the Bible teach about stress and how does the Bible teach us to actually deal with it before it deals with us? Uh, there's a good lesson in the life of Moses. Moses never dealt with his anger and his anger dealt with him. So his anger cost him his house, his, you know, his house in Egypt. He had to flee as a political refugee because he murdered a Egyptian because he responded in anger. And um, then he uh, broke the law because he was angry at the people for breaking the law. And then he had to go back up the mountain to write the law again. And then he was angry at the people again. Instead of speaking to the stone, he hit it and it still poured out water. But um, it was disobedient and he didn't inherit the promised land and he didn't live the fullness of his calling because he never dealt with his issue. So if we don't deal with the overarching issue in our lives, that issue will deal with us. And so that's a small case of how serious it is to deal with our issues or um, the stresses that we may be going through in life. And so there's five things to do as it relates to stress and five things um, As you begin to realize what you're stressed out about, the first thing you've got to analyze and understand is, is the stress real or is it a superimposed reality that is not real? So are you concerned or you could use the word worried about something that is valid or is it invalid? Is it unrealistic? Is it something that is obscure? Is it your issue or is it really an issue Is it something to be concerned about or is it a distraction and it's something to not be be concerned about? So we have to first analyze and understand is what we're concerned about or stressing out about, is it valid? Is it real or is it something that is made up in our own heads? Because sometimes we worry about things that are actually not, they're not, we shouldn't worry about them and they're unrealistic, and then often other times we're, we're actually not concerned about things that maybe we should actually be not worried about, but we should actually be cautious about. And so um, that is where it starts. Now, as it relates to stress, we have stress from the past, stress from the present, and worry or stress in the future. And so we've got to learn what we're dealing with because we could be dealing with something in the present that is a result of a past mistake or a past decision. And we also may be 
worrying about something that we don't really even know if it will even happen. And so that's obviously unwise. And so we've got to not only deal with is our concern or our stress valid, we've got to understand is it the past? Is it something that's from the past finding its way into the present trying to dictate the future? Or is it something that is in the future that is uncertain and so we're concerned about that? We've got to be able to determine is it past, present, or future? And is it valid or is it not valid as it relates to what we're stressing or feeling anxious about? Now, there's a simple process that the Lord uh, showed me one time in a worship service. He gave me just a quick download about what to internalize and what to externalize as it relates to problems or stress. And so I want to share that with you today. There's five things to internalize and five things to externalize. And this will be a good way for you to practice managing your emotions and managing the stresses that come into your life every day. This is very simple. And when I say internalize, I mean meditate on, think about. And when I say externalize, I mean speak out or write down. So that's important because I'm defining how to manage our emotions, stresses, and problems as it relates to internalizing some things and externalizing other things by speaking them out or writing them down. So let me give you a small example of externalize and then I will do the internalize and then I'll jump back into the externalize. So let's say someone wrongs me. By me saying, I forgive them in the name of Jesus, I am externalizing what they've done to me and I'm getting it out of me by forgiving them. And all forgiving them does doesn't mean what they did is right and it it doesn't necessarily do anything except set me free. So if I choose not to forgive, the only one I'm holding hostage is myself. And so by externalizing and by forgiving that person and by speaking that out, the offense that they did against me is no longer living on the inside of me. So that is essential. So that's an example of externalizing something negative. So that's something obviously we should do. Now internalizing something, let me let me give you an example. Let's say you're struggling financially and nobody knows what's going on and you know you're in church one day and a man comes and hands you a check and says, The Lord told me to do this for you. I just want to encourage you and bless you. So that's something that you want to journal down. You want to internalize it. You want to remember the faithfulness of God. You want to remember the goodness of God. You want to cherish that because it's something that God has done for you. So that's something that you want to internalize. You want to hold that on the inside of you and you want that to be in your memory bank so that when circumstances arise or a financial challenge arises, that's in your memory bank. That's part of your grid. It's part of your worldview. It's part of your filter. It's something that God did proving that he is faithful and that he can be trusted. And so that's something that we would internalize. Now, to go back to the five things we should internalize and the five things we should externalize, let me start with internalize. Number one, we should internalize what God says. What does God say about you? What does God say about your circumstances? What does God say about your future? What does God say? That is something that we should meditate on and think about. That's something that we should internalize. We should also internalize the things that God does. You may see healing. 
God may have answered a prayer, something supernatural may have happened, something uh, amazing may have happened in your life. Um, You could have been going through a very hard time and God has taken you through that. That is something you should internalize, think about, and remember. Uh, Success is something that you should remember. You should remember it not in a way of boasting about it, but in a way of being grateful for it. In other words, God told you to do this, you did what he said, and the results were were awesome. And that's something that you should remember because that again proves the faithfulness of God. And God is always faithful whether we see it or not, but when we choose to be faithful, then he manifests his faithfulness to us and it becomes visible in our lives and in in our lives and through our lives. And so successes um, is is they are something that we should internalize, but for the for being grateful to God for that. Also, when we make mistakes, we should not internalize the mistakes that we made, but we should internalize the lessons that we learned from those mistakes. So, if you make a mistake, your mistake becomes wisdom. Once you learn from it, if you keep doing it, it's foolishness and, and that's just stupid. But if we learn from our mistakes, our, our mistakes are literally converted into wisdom and then we can give others guidance so that they don't have to go a place where we've been before. So internalizing the lessons that you learned from the mistakes that you made is a wise idea and it's how something redemptive can come out of something that generally was destructive. And so you want to internalize the lessons that you've learned from the mistakes that you've made. That's very important. That also shows the grace and the mercy of God in the midst of that. That's that's another thing. Now, going into externalizing, we want to speak out or write down our problems. So if you have a problem in your life, you export it by speaking it out, by praying about it, and also by writing it down. Another thing um, that we have to learn to see problems as opportunities. Lack. Let's say you're struggling um, financially in your life or in your family or in your business or in your ministry. What you do there is you externalize the need by writing it down and saying, God, I need this and I'm trusting you for it. And But what that does is that takes the need outside of you makes it black and white, puts it on paper, and therefore you're not carrying that lack on the inside of you. Because that lack on the inside of you will leave a vacuum and a need in your life. And if you don't take that need to Jesus, you will medicate that need with something else that will be destructive um, or distracting. Either way. So that's, that's another thing. Temptation is something you externalize. The Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. What that's saying is, let me not desire something that will destroy me. And and sometimes our desires are first distracting, and then they become destructive. So instead of being distracted by uh, even a temptation or, or something, an opportunity that comes that's really not a God opportunity, something that would cause us to violate our convictions or violate the Word of God for our own benefit, that's a temptation. That's something we should write down and externalize, put it on a piece of paper, share it with a trusted front, get that out 
Don't carry that on the inside of you. Externalize that by speaking it out and writing it down. You don't want to have temptations uh, become your desires. So that's where the Lord's Prayer kicks in and also where you speaking it out and writing it down and sharing it with a trusted friend. That's another uh, piece of advice that I'd give. Um, needs. We all have emotional needs. We all have physical needs. We have the the longing for belonging, as Les Parrott says. So we have to externalize those needs by by writing them down, even by communicating our needs to people who are safe, who understand how to care for us and how to handle our life, people that we trust. So writing it down and speaking it out, our needs, so that we don't live from a place of being empty and needy. Because if you don't export your needs, if you don't externalize your needs, you become needy, which is destructive to all the relationships in your life, especially to the closest ones. And those are sometimes our needs actually draw us to the wrong people or to the wrong circumstances. So that's why getting those needs and externalizing them by writing them down or speaking them out is absolutely essential for our well-being. Another one um, to export or to externalize would be our failures. We often do things that don't work, and I would like to say to you that you are not what you failed at. You are not even what you've succeeded at. You are you, creating the image and likeness of God. You're valuable. You are powerful. You matter. God has a purpose and a plan and a future for you. And you are not your failures. And so as a believer, we're not defined by our sins. We're not defined by our past, but we're defined by the sacrifice of Christ, which makes us sons or for, or for a girl, we're daughter, uh, a daughter of the kingdom. And so we are not defined by our failure. And what happens is if you don't externalize by writing down or speaking out your failures or confessing maybe a sin or a fault that led to a failure, if you hold that inside, what happens is you start to feel self-pity and then that can grow into self-bitterness, self-hatred, self-destruction, you can become depressed, you can become anxious, and you can feel hopeless. And all these negative feelings begin to take over how you're viewing reality, your relationships, money, God even. You feel God failed you. All, all these different things happen when we internalize our failures. And so I want to encourage you not to internalize your failures but maybe you made a mistake learn from that you know failure and let that failure or let that um, mistake be turned into a lesson learned and wisdom gained so that you can help others Um, I hope this has helped you it's simple it's practical and the reality is, whether it's stress, anxiousness, fear, sorrow, depression, loneliness, all these different emotions that we feel, the first place we've got to do, the first place we have to bring them to is God. But then we also need people that we trust, that, that care about us, that are safe, that are healthy, people that we can talk about what we're going through, people that we can trust. And But we also ourselves have to do due diligence to make sure that we're internalizing the right things and we're externalizing the wrong things, things that don't belong on the inside of us, such as unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, 
um, self-pity, all these things. We need to make sure that we do not allow those things to reside on the inside of us. Because if they do, we'll be rotten from the inside out instead of blossoming from the inside out. When we internalize the right things, we bear the fruit of God's spirit. When we don't, we live in a way that is destructive to ourselves and to the people that we love. So I hope this has helped you today. I'm I'm excited to share it with you because I feel it's really practical and it'll really help you. So I, I hope this was useful to you. I'd love for you to share it with a friend, share it on Facebook, on Twitter. For more information about the ministry, you can visit wecjesusministries.com.